Welcome back. This is Hebrews in Exile with Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. In episode number 18, we discuss Jeremiah Camara's A Question of Faith and why in the black church we have a high amount of praise and a low amount of progress. All these topics and more. Stay tuned. Hebrews in Exile. Let's go. Robert B. Holman, Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. Oh, man. I'm trying to get through at least four podcasts <laughs> without having to do right. an edit. <laughs> without having to do a first oh, a cut oh, edit. Well, you oh. have to scratch that. Why? We keep them no, all. We keep no, them no, no, no. You know, we have so much fun doing these podcasts that when we come on, when we start the podcast, it's so funny. Yeah, it's but like anyhow, red light syndrome. This is. Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Denzel Washington. No, um, uh, Sean Appleton. Sean Appleton. <laughs> and this is he, this is Hebrews in Exile. I happened to, I happened up on a documentary on Amazon this week that caught my ear, and I said, "Man, this." is a treasure trove of discussion. Mm. Very much so. And um, I don't know how many of you have um, seen the documentary Contradiction of Faith. I forget who's the who's the producer of it. I'm but, looking, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I know his name is Jeremiah. But uh, it listening to it really caught my attention. He opens the documentary by giving us some historical overview that simply speaks to the fact of where black people are and church in this exiled nation called America. And he gives me a, a fact figure that says there are over 85,000 black churches in the United States. I think there's more. You probably missed some of them back in the corner. <laughs> in, the, in the nosebleeds. But there's over 85,000 black churches in the United States, and the majority of them are in poverty-stricken neighborhoods. Mm. And then he goes on to say that Dr. Claude Ad Anderson says that in over four 140 years, black people in this country have not moved one iota. And he gives us gives us a statistic mm -hmm. in relation to that. I didn't write it down, but it's 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 really minuscule in comparison to uh, where we are as black people in this America and America and other nationalities of people. Yeah, very still far behind. Yeah. We haven't really made too much progress since uh, 1865, but you know what that is, right? Yeah, and <laughs> and then the issue is becomes one. Another question becomes: Well, where would people, black people, be without the black church and our faith in God? Now, mm. that's the question. That's the question. But the irritant and the thing that irritated me in the majority of the discussion that I'm listening to is the mixture of mixing the absolute all-existent Elohim, the Elohim of Abraham, Nitzchak, and Yaakov, the Elohim or the God of of the Hebrew people mm -hmm. with the Greek God. Right. Yeah, they that, are not the same entity. They are not even of the same substance. Not at all. Two different, diametrically and, opposed. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we we did we did one podcast that talked about if we took if we took God 
just out of the nation, everything, everything, everybody would be a whole lot better off. Mm -hmm. And this particular documentary kind of wants to come back and wants to kind of speak in that in that same in that same context, except our people are mixed up. Right. There's this fundamental dysfunctional attitude or ideology and their hubris about not understanding when they look at a Bible they're looking at two different thought processes. Yeah. You're looking at a Hebraic one. It's one. This is, again, this is a regurgitation of everything that we've talked about prior podcasts and, you know, at, at FTF. Yeah. The difference in a Greek mind versus a Hebrew, a mind. Hebrew mind. And there are two different books there. And you commingle the two and you're going to be confused. And, and then the other further issue goes on to speak about the lack of education mm. that a majority of the pastors that pastor and shepherd these black churches have indicating that, you know, you can go, you can go anywhere and, and get a license, right. you know, to pastor a church. And, you know, and then with that being the case, there's a lot of people out there that don't have mm -hmm. even that. Right. You know, yeah, they, they they as long as you can follow the script. Yeah, and it's liturgy. Yeah. yeah, and it's a regurg it's a regurgitation of the things that they have heard and learned in their growing up as a child and or sitting in a black church and or listening to a black leader expound so to speak on the Bible. So which is a good segue here because I want to get your opinion on something. So the, the gentleman's name is uh, Jeremiah Kemmerer okay. that produced the, uh, uh, the contradiction. And one of the quintessential questions is asked is this, and I'm going to ask you this too, is why is it in African-American churches that we seem to have the highest amount of praise and worship and the lowest amount of productivity? Well, that's a no. That's that's a, that's a simple answer. Okay. The answer of our praise and worship is tied to our agony, our misery, our abuse, our hardships, and all of the negative things that impact us, mm -hmm. and. Worship and praise to a God elevates our hope. It elevates our, our inner feelings for the moment. And it, and it, this is, this is going to sound weird. Okay. In, in one sense, because I'm going to say it from a context of people who don't really know God. Right. It, it acts as a, as a, um, oh man, as a antidote for the pain. Mm. For so long, yeah. For so long. Yeah. Because when you listen to when you listen to the things that come out of the black church, there are, there are two central themes. One mm. has to do with money, okay, and the other has to do you're going to have a better day and a better life in the world to come, right? When, when Jesus comes to get you, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be waiting a long time. I mean those are, those those are the two those are the two uh, uh, systemic issues and topics that are formulated mm. in the black church. I, I was you know as as you all know I was I was raised I I was raised in a Pentecostal apostolic black church, and you know I I know I know the dynamics of what's what constitutes, what moves it, what motivates it, and what keeps it going, even though in the church that I was raised in, our focus was not on money. Oh. 
It was it was on the ladder. It the, was on it was really on souls. Souls, okay. Yeah, it was on on souls being saved. But before I get too far into that mm. into that narrative, I want to I want I want I want our people to understand one central principle. I don't care who you listen to and what is said. Don't let anybody convince you that there is not an absolute all existent spirit that has created all things. And right. the problem with that is you have been taught to call this absolute spirit God. But God is a universal term that can be applied to any and a plethora of so-called deities that various nations ascribe to. Mm -hmm. But by Hebrew scripture, I said Hebrew scripture. I didn't right. say Greek scripture. I said by Hebrew scripture, and I'm not talking Aksanazi. I'm talking, I'm talking Hebrew from the loins of Father Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. These were black Hebrew Israelites. And Mashe, mm -hmm. Moses, who was in constant Communi conversation yeah. and communication yep. with this absolute, absolute see, entity. See, that's where you get stuck because I did that last time. I'm like, how do you describe that? No, well, you, you <laughs> how do you, you describe the Most High in just you, one word? You, you can't. You can't describe him in one word because he's he's absolute, and he has created all things. Mm -hmm. That entity is not called God. Has a name. Has a name. He explains to and I I talked about this in our last in our last podcast. Um when Mashe is confronted by him and he's given the assignment to go and set Israel free from the bondage of Mitraim, he asked the question who shall I say sent me? Right. And it's right there in Bereshit. Um, is it Bereshit? No, Ex Shemot. It's Shemot, yeah. Exodus, Exodus chapter 3, verses yeah. starting at verse 12 or 15. Right. He says, go and tell them that I am that I am. Yee, I share yee. I will be who I will be. And this shall be my name throughout all generations. I shall be known by the name yod heh vav -Heh. yod heh vav -Heh is his name, mm -hmm. which is Yahweh. And, and, as I, and as I explained to you earlier, you can research this in your own Bibles. Look up the word Yah. You will find that Yah is written in the Hebrew Psalms. He says, I, I ride on the clouds and I'm known by my name Yah. So our... Our Elohim, our absolute all existence one, and if you want to call him God, that's okay. He's a deity, mm -hmm. but he's a, he is the absolute all sufficient and only deity that there is. Mm -hmm. And he says in um, in in the through the prophet Isaiah, he says, "I am the first, I am the last, and beside me there is no, no other. Right. There is no other God or Elohim, and there will be none after me." Very emphatic. And he says it's very emphatic. Mm -hmm. Not only does he say it there, <clears throat> he says it over and over and over again in multiple scriptorial texts. Now, don't let anybody remove you from the idea that there is not an absolute, eternal, existing Elohim. But that absolute, existent Elohim is not He's not the drugstore where you can run and get a a refill to solve a problem. He's not the bank where you can go and 
withdraw money that you don't have that right. you was expecting, expecting to get. That's that's not that's not that's not our Hebrew Elohim. Right. That's the Greek Elohim. That's the Greek right. God. I think you're being very emphatic and specific because what we're what we're I think we're getting here to is he's he's not a man. He's not a man. And there's what what we what we did as we were transitioning was try to say, oh well, okay, uh, JC Jesus is what I'm talking about. Um, because we need to be emphatic. Um, well, that's an extension of God, and it's not. It's it's totally separate. It's totally separate. Yeah, I mean, you 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 have to understand that when the Most High speaks, He's saying. I think in the in the documentary we mentioned, you mentioned it earlier. That was one person that said that uh, God is a man, and and if He was a woman. She'd be a goddess and all these types of things that that we come up with that try to justify uh, making this connectivity for, with the Hebraic and the and, and the Greek. And we continue have to separate that again from from our last. Well, one of the podcasts when we did uh, did that with uh, Sherlyn and we had said what faith was. We're not saying to put your, your, your faith in something that you can't have any quantifiable evidence for. You have to be able to quantifiably prove through some type of empirical evidence that you can stand on on what we're saying is to be true. And yeah. we start with the Hebraic scriptures because it explains from the get-go a truth that you experience every day, yeah. which is the creation of the world. Where, how did we come to be the way we are? Yeah, you know, in that documentary, there's a professor, Walter Williams, um, who says, who said that unequivocally, he's just, God is a man. Just, just flat out. <laughs> look it up in the dictionary. Uh, you know, you look up God in the dictionary, it says he's a man. And a woman is a... Uh, a goddess. A goddess. Yeah. He's a man. Well, that, that's not what scripture says. Numbers 23 and 19, it says that God is not a human who lies or a mortal who changes his mind. When he says something, he will fulfill it. So if the Most High says something, it's quantitative. Yeah. You can look for the evidence of it happening. Now, I'm going to give you some evidence of something that happened. Hmm? The Most High said in Numbers, are you, and you know, I think in every podcast we bring <laughs> up, I mean, not Numbers, we bring Deuteronomy. up Deuteronomy chapter 28, starting at verse 15 through 68. This is quantitative. This is what your God, that you all talk about God, we call him Yahweh. Mm -hmm. This is what he said. Mm -hmm. He said that when you have gone after other gods, after you've lived long in the land and you've gone after other gods, then I will extricate you, and I'm paraphrasing, mm -hmm. I will extricate you out of the land and I will disperse you into the four corners of the world, of, mm -hmm. the, of, the, of, the, of the earth. Mm -hmm. There you will seek for me and you will find me if you seek. But in verse 15 to 68 of chapter 20, number 28, 20, yep. it's quantitative that everything that he said was going to happen to us in this exile, you, your ancestors, and our ancestors, and to this very day, we are experiencing. That's quantitative. Right. I can put my hands on that. I can, I can, I see the evidence of it right now. Yes, yes, yes. And, it, and it's not about, it's not about a prayer meeting. <laughs> right. He said, he said, this is what's going to happen to you because you have rejected me and gone after other gods. So when you talk about God and you don't know which God you're talking about and you think you're talking about the absolute all existent existent one and you think that the Greek God and he are synonymous as one, yeah, they are no, not. No, not at all. They are not. 
Not at all. The God of Abraham, Nitzchak, and Yaakov says, I'm not a human, and I'm not ever going to be one. Right. And it's totally different and he tells us, yeah. And he tells us, and I'm the first, I'm the last, and there's not going to be any before me or in, not going to be any after me. Right. It, so, so the God that's causing you the problem no forward progress. You know, and in this in this documentary here, it's called uh, uh, Contradiction of Faith, is you're trying to mix the absolute eternal spirit with a person of flesh. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you that, absolutely cannot do that. Yeah, and th- we, we, we mentioned earlier, again... Uh, totally different mindset the most high is his whole goal what is the will of the most high the will of the most high is for his people to return back to his ways this is not about an individual issue of you coming in and getting some cheap psychotherapy every single week from your pastor who decides he wants to pull out some or he or she wants to pull out something cute to talk about your present day situation it is not about you it is about a group of a people, group of people. <laughs> returning back yes. to the most high. And yes. again, I think the, the the producer of this particular show has a, a, alter, a, a alternate way of thinking about different things, but kind of the same aim, which we're trying to do the same thing too, which is to have our people wake up. Stop believing in a narrative that you cannot, you have no empirical evidence for but at all. we're giving you quantita- quantitative scriptorial text to prove our point. Mm-hmm. First of all, let's understand something. Let's let's understand something, okay? Bereshit to Second Chronicles or to Malachi, depending upon what kind of what you're reading. Mm-hmm. Or Genesis to Malachi or Second Chronicles, whatever book you're reading. Is the narrative of the history of our people. It's the narrative of the history of of African-American Hebrew Israelites. Now, you can fact check me on this if you want to do some research. Not only just African-American Hebrews, but just every African in the diaspora. That well, yeah, went to the four well yeah, every African American and that comes every every person that has been dispersed, dispersed. Yeah, yeah. out of the motherland of Africa by virtue of their abdicating the most high are in exile. Mm. And everything that the most high said was going to happen to us in exile is proven by what he said. Correct. So right. now the question becomes one: the, the narrative of the 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 the, com, the, the, the gentleman asked mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> is God hearing the prayers of our black people? And and the question is the issue of what they're praying for is is the reason why there's no answer. Praying for better health, better economics, praying for our young people to find their way. <laughs> that that's not yeah, that's not what <laughs> that's not that's not what if you and I and I spoke about this in the last week in one of the uh, podcasts last week when you go to scripture and you read the book of judges mm. judges is a classic book of the most high answering a nation of people's prayer right when Israel was being conflicted and afflicted and abused by the nations and they cried out to the Most High as one voice and mm-hmm. one people, mm-hmm. he sent them a deliverer to deliver them from their oppressors. Which is, in other words, called the Messiah. Yeah. Which yeah. is nothing more, nothing than, a more le- than a leader. Than a leader. So, yeah, that whole entire... Messiah now, thing of being attached to. Now I'm going to ask you a, I'm going to ask you a very pointed question. Right. If Jesus 
is saving you in this life that we live in, what is he saving you from? Mm. It's a good point. Well, I, I hear you. From, oh, from, from the I, death. Whoa, 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 whoa. I want to go oh, to hell. He's, yeah, well, he's saving me. I, I used to be a drug addict. I heard the one lady say, well, I used to be a drug addict. And, okay. And Jesus saved me from, if, if he hadn't saved me for that, I wouldn't be where I am now. Well, <laughs> no. I, you can believe that, and you know, like like the gentleman said, whatever works for you, right? Whatever works for you that you feel like has delivered you from something, that's fine. But I've got to tell you that it wasn't Jesus Christ who 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 delivered you from drugs. Mm -mm. Yeah, that could have been anything. You could have focused it, your attention on and just said, you know what? No, 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 no okay, no, no, no. It came out of your deep desire within your heart to be delivered. Mm, okay. You were tired. You were tired of being a drug addict. You had come to your wit's end and you cried out to God. And when you cried out to God, you cried out to the only God that you knew but you mix the two because you think that Jesus Christ delivered you. But Jesus Christ said, no one can come to, come to the Father except through me. So you pass. So if you want to use that as a vehicle, you pass through him and went straight to the one who is the only deliverer. And that is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who is absolute and equivocally all existence. And, that, and 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 if you wanted to take a shortcut, you could have bypassed. You could have by. You could have bypassed the <laughs> the whole the whole coming to me, right? Because that's a that's a bully terminology. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But, Go ahead. See, so, but if you read scripture now, now once again, I've got to plan into your mind what scripture is. Scripture is Genesis to Second Chronicle. It is the history of our people. Mm. I, I am sounding redundant, but it's the history of our people. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, 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 it's simple. It's not that, it, because you know why it sounds redundant? And it, we feel like sometimes we keep repeating ourselves all the time is because literally when we stripped off of all that spirituality that was on top of that and you get down to the core, what's actually there, it's not that difficult. Your, your, your spirit will, will gravitate to it naturally because you, you're, you're, you're experiencing the most high organically. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean... The question on the table is still, well, where would black people go if they didn't have church to go to? Church has served a great purpose in the black community. But here's the problem. You have to separate church as an entity and religion as a as a source of something you do from what the Most High gave his people, which was a way of life. He didn't give us a church, and he didn't give us religion. He gave us a way of life. Right, right. We're out in the desert learning how to function we're, as we're, a nation of people. We're out in the desert trying to learn how to brush our teeth. <laughs> right, right. How to take a bath. <laughs> Right. All the things that are, all the things, and I use that analogy just to say all the things that are, that are systemic to just living life and breathing and exhaling and inhaling. And the other aspect about the Most High, the Most High is not a bully. Mm. He ain't out there trying to scare you. Right. And as you, and as the documentary says, well, you know, he's, he, he, he's scary. Well, no, he's not trying to scare you. <laughs> the Elohim of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov is stretching out his 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 hand and and uh, oh 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 my goodness oh my oh my oh my good oh my goodness 
All right. If okay. it wasn't for his grace and mercy, you wouldn't even be here to the extent that you are. Right. You can trace that all the so way he back. Not, yeah. So he ain't, he ain't trying to be the bully. He ain't trying to scare you. He's trying to show you love mm-hmm. by getting his people to get out of the Greek God and mm-hmm. get back on the other side of Scripture, which is the Hebrew God, and quit quoting. You know, it, it, you know, it was... It was... <laughs> <laughs> a little difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it was very interesting. The gentleman said, why are you reading Corinthians and Philippians and Romans? Why are you reading all these Greek, about all the all these Greek places? You're not Greek. It just don't click because it's never presented that way. But see, that's, that's the beauty of being where we are is because the same thing that the Most High wants for us right now, it's like we want it and we don't even know that's what the Most High agenda is because I think as Af- speaking as African-Americans in the United States based on the culture and how we're perceived is that there is no cohesion with us at all. No. And literally us getting all on the same page is part of the plan, <laughs> you know, and, and the problem and the reason why we can't get on the same page is because everybody wants to lead. That's right. It's all about the individual. It's not about pe- you. It's not about the nation. It's not about the nation of Israel that the Most High loves so dearly who says to us, my eyes are always up on you. Right. And in this exile, I am not going to utterly destroy you, but some of you are going to die. And you're going to die because you have allowed yourself to continually be conflicted by ideas, thoughts, philosophies, and opinions that do not reside with what I'm trying to tell you. And your mind has turned far and far away from me, Mm -hmm. and you're never going to come back, and I have no use for you. Right. You, we, we only listen when we're, when, when do we come together here in the United States? When there's a tragedy. When there's a tragedy. When we're getting our butts kicked. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, it, it just makes sense when you, again, when you go back to Deva Room 28, it says all these things are going to befall yeah. upon you. And this, this is the reason why, and I'm going to kick your tail. Why out? And yeah. because it's the only time that you will actually get on one accord, at least. And if we were able to come on, stay on one accord and look towards the most high and abandon all of this man-made <coughs> minutia of BS that we've gotten from slavery. But but yeah, but let's 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 let me let me stay with let me stay okay. with the idea here. I mean, <laughs> this this is all good. Let me say that. You have to be able to separate your faith in an absolute all-existent Elohim who created all things mm-hmm. from church. You got to separate yourself yeah, from that. Because the church can be many things. But the absolute all-existent one did not, did not sequester us to a church. Mm-hmm. That's right. He brought us to a divine concept of a way of life and a belief that he is able now 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 ain't no ain't nobody gonna tell me he ain't able he is able right very he is able to do now listen i'm gonna put this in i'm gonna put this in 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 his in his proper kind he is able to do whatever he said he's going to do Mm-hmm. And he's able to do whatever he wants to do when he wants to do it. And you and I aren't going to pray to change his mind right. or change the substantive condition for which that his mind has come to a resolute condition uh, opinion. Right. While you're on your knees, that pair go up to the ceiling and come right the back down. The Most High is not going to heal your body if you have been maliciously uh damaging it and, and 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 destroying the temple and not right. taking care of the temple. Right. He is not going to say that and he has already told us it is appointed unto man once to die. So every last one of us are going to the grave on for one purpose or another and you can't pray your way out of that. 
I don't care. I don't care how many people over there across the street he raised from the dead, <laughs> supposedly. Right. right. Yeah, so-called. Mm. You're not going to, that prayer, that prayer is not going to get answered. And that, and that brings us, you know, back to one of the talking points out of that, out of the uh, documentary is we, we do all this fervent praying, praying to a demigod and we have no production at all because the most high is not hearing any of this. It's turned a deaf ear. And that's because we've just been duped into believing that this system that we call the modern day church is what we're supposed to do. Yeah, and, and you know, and if if you prayed and a prayer was answered, it was answered because your prayer was within the framework of the most high's will mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. Yeah, and you, 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 you hit the lottery when you got your prayer answered. But how many does he not answer that you prayed? Right, right. I mean, there's clear examples in in Torah where individuals have prayed for different things. Yes, and, but keeping it in its proper context and compartmentalized, that prayer, like you just so eloquently said two seconds ago, was a part of a plan already in place. In, in place by him. <laughs> right, which was. And when you when you follow the fiber and thread of it, it still gets back to this group of people we call the children of Israel. Yes. All of it is interconnected into yes. that. Yes. So it's just not this, oh, I need uh 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 what 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 do we uh uh I need a job. Yeah. I need this. Yeah. I need that. Granted, yeah, you do, but that is not the will of the most high. No. And and you know, I I I I listened to that documentary and I listened to the people talking and they are so misguided. Mm. Uh, you know, the blood of Jesus cannot save you from anything. Matter of fact, the scriptorial text. Maybe you can help me find it. I can't. can't what you got? Get it talks about if a person sins, he is guilty uh, of his own sins. Oh, no and, sacrifice for sin? And, no, not that one. Not that one, okay. No, um, I use it all the time. Come on, how come I can't think of it right now? Um, Paraphrase it. What? <laughs> Talk but I mean, it. yeah. You know. We, we have this this idea and again we're trying to drive home the issue of of understanding that yes there is the most high and the most high is absolute and that we we shouldn't commingle these ideas well it's in deuteronomy 24 and 16 says 24 and 16. yeah uh can a man die for another man's sin you know and not only is it there but it's also in the, in, the, in the book of Ezekiel, I don't know exactly where it is right now. I can't think of it. But, and I talked about this last week in, the other, in our podcast. You know, can, a, can another man die for another man's sin? And the answer to that question is no. The Most High says no. Yeah, nowhere in Scripture, again, Bereshit to Malachi, it does the Most High ever practice human sacrifice and for no, anything. And there's no human blood that can save you. Right. So these concepts that just show up 400 years later after apparently the Most High took a nap. You know, and you gotta, <laughs> you gotta ask yourself a question. Who told you that? Yeah. Did, did, did that come out of the mouth of Hebrew Israelites? Did that come out of the mouth of the Most High, absolute, all-existent one? Or is that the theology of the Greeks to support their Greek God? I would go with the latter. Number three, exactly. Alex. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I know, here's, here's the scary part. Our people are afraid to deny. You know what? <laughs> you know what? It just hits me. You know, it just hit me. What is that? <laughs> This is like, this is like 
the Republicans right now denying oh Donald Trump. Are they? Yeah. They and still they, deny? And, okay. And, and, and they got to hold on to Donald Trump to, to try, because they're scared. They're scared that if we don't hold on to Donald Trump, something bad's going to happen to us. And this is where people are with Jesus Christ. I got to hold on to Jesus Christ, because if I don't hold on to Jesus Christ, something bad's going to happen to us. No, it's not. Right. I know that's all you've ever known, no, but I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's, no, not, it's not. It's not a. If you deny me before men, I shall deny you before my father. Who? Where, what? <laughs> what? What? That's that's a bully concept, right? Exactly. And it's and again, it's against the 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 character of, of the, the Most High. It's, it it's doesn't totally, do that. He doesn't do that. <laughs> He and, doesn't do that. And that that's that's it's a horrible connotation. But you know the the other thing that was in there that was interesting too was the fact that he and maybe we we save this for another podcast. You can cut me off if you want to, but um this issue of how uh these churches have used people monetarily, which he makes in the interview on on YouTube, he says something that's very interesting. He says, after you've gone, because he talks about the tithe, which I love the topic of the tithe. Yeah, no. That is so taken out of context. Yes. It's yes, not it even funny. It's not even funny. <laughs> right. But he says, you know, you folk go to, go to church every single Sunday and you pay your tithes and you pay it religiously. And then you walk out of there, you at least think, what are you getting for your money? Honestly, you walk out of there and we ask somebody asks you, what did you learn? I don't know. You, you can't tell me two or one thing that you learned today and you paid money. What? We at least get something out of it, black folks. You're over here going to church every single week and you can't remember a thing that somebody is telling you. I mean, I don't know if that's just... I don't know. It's something about our folks. And they should be able to remember because it's the same thing every week. It's just like, it's <laughs> right. just like turning into a soap hour, a soap opera. You can, you know, I can, I can go back, I can turn on as the world turns and my, and my children right now. <laughs> and, and be writing and, a story. And, and I haven't listened to the, I haven't listened to that in, in, I don't know how many years. And I probably stepped right back into the narrative of where they were when I left off. And that's because, because the storyline doesn't change. So yeah, wake up. Why, why are we, embedded into this idea of that's what we that's what we become and that's what we are the other issue is it becomes one says why you know why don't you question what you believe i got my own take on that i'm probably getting off on a rabbit trail with that i really do there is a there's a passage of scripture in proverbs i believe it's in proverbs 22 somebody's going to correct me probably but in there, there's a famous passage that says, train up a child in the way that they go and the way that they should go and they shouldn't depart from it. I know it's in Proverbs. But what's interesting about that is I had to question, you know, where we're at and where this gentleman is with his documentary. It's, it's, we keep asking the question, why? Yeah, Proverbs why, 22 and 6. 22 and 6. Why are we holding on to this in particular idea so strongly and I got part of it kind of wants me to believe that it's introduced to us by our our family members. And we have such an affection for our family members and not being shamed in their in their eyes that we kind of just go along with it. We've got so much money invested in the church, so much time invested into it. It's like, why am I leaving this now? I just I guess I'll just stick with this and ride this all the way out to the end. But at the same time, again, I'm just like, where does this inception come? That's a very powerful proverb because literally, you know, that gets instilled into you and your first teachers are your parents. So it's kind of like you got this thing going on where you don't want to shame them in a sense by being a forward thinker. Well, yeah, I mean, one of the one of the one of the uh, speakers in the documentary said I was I was forced to go to church. My mother made me go to church. I didn't particularly want to, but I. I went because she made me to go, mm. and then you know I I heard all this all this stuff and and you know and I I become scared you know you the question becomes one are you afraid of God the Elohim the absolute all existing one who created all things 
are you afraid of Jesus Christ? I know who you should be afraid of. See, because because <laughs> see, Jesus Christ, I'm I'm gonna I you know I've been I've been holding back. I I I yeah, have we didn't been, open the barn door on been, this one. I have been holding back on this subject. I have been holding back on. on this subject. I'm sorry, you all, but Jesus Christ is the bully on the block. Mm. If you haven't noticed thus far, and 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 the, and the question, and you go, you, you say, well, I'm gonna you, you might want to turn me off, but don't 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 turn me off, because. Scripture, if he's the Messiah and he's the Most High's anointed, then there's certain things that he has to accomplish when he comes. And there are a plethora of things that he did not get accomplished in his being here. Absolutely. That is correct. And the one... <laughs> 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 See that that I want everybody to understand this laugh that he has right now is 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 there is a a, a a compartment in his brain that just opened up right now that's got that has the file Jesus Christ wrote written on it. We to open it up and here we go. <laughs> the one thing that he did accomplish getting done is getting himself killed. Yeah. For a person to be that well-versed, I've come to fulfill it. Apparently, you must know it. You didn't know it that well, not to get yourself <laughs> executed. You got yourself, you got yourself killed. You got mm -hmm. yourself executed. And you got yourself executed by a people who knew scripture, they knew their history, and they knew Torah law better than you did. Now, what, that is a statement and a half. If you understand the gravitas, the behind Pharisees that, see that is see you go, to, you go to church and the preachers put down the Pharisees and the Sadducees, but the Pharisees were the strictest sect of of known individuals. They knew their scripture forwards and backwards. Hmm. And when Jesus Christ said, before Abraham was, I am, they said, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> right. You're saying that you're, you're God. And when they went to Pilate and they went before the magistrates of their time, they said, well, he claims to be a God. He claims to be God. Mm -hmm. Well, Deuteronomy chapter 13, I don't want to read it all. <laughs> But you should turn to it and read it, and it'll tell you exactly why he got hung. If a prophet or someone gets messages while dreaming, arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign of the wonder comes about, as he predicted when he said, let's follow other gods mm -hmm. which you have not known, mm -hmm. and let us serve them. Mm -hmm. The Hebrew, uh, uh, the Pharisees didn't know this guy. That's correct. They're like, who is he? I mean, he. The story, the narrative goes about uh, these these fishermen uh, saw him and heard him, and they said, "The one that they've talked about has come." No, the Pharisees said, "I don't know what you. I don't know who you're talking about." Right, and they and they pursued. You are not to listen to what that prophet or dreamer says, for Yahweh, your Elohim. Wait a minute, who? Yahweh. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, when you just read earlier, earlier, early on that the Most High introduced himself and said what his name was. Yes, yes, yes. So why would he be coming as somebody? Yeah, and, and and number two, and the next thing I want to ask a question, I mean, just, I mean, I, I suggest, I suggest to my listeners, to our listeners, that read Deuteronomy chapter 13 all the way, all the way down because it's going to, it's going to give you the narrative that that person, rather you must kill him your own hand must be first one on him and putting him to death and afterwards the hands of the people. Now, you got to ask yourself a question. And just like the gentleman said in the, in the narrative, think about this. How logical is it a human being to walk on water? I mean, do you really believe that? Right, he did say that. So now, you mean to tell me that God is going to allow himself to be killed? That's correct. Right. Why would he allow himself to be killed? Can, 
He can't stand I want you to think about the logic of this. (laughs) Can God be killed? Can you kill God? Right. You can't. You cannot. (laughs) Can you kill God? (laughs) Can you kill him? Can you... Can anybody kill God? No. Excuse my French, but hell no. (laughs) But see, that's interesting about every other deity that is around that we know of because they've all died. Yeah. Look at every other religion. Yeah. Their deities are dead. Dead. The Most High has never. You can't kill God. (laughs) Or spit in his face or beat him to death. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. minute. Matthew chapter 5. He was led out into the wilderness to be tempted. Can God be tempted? Right. (laughs) Can the absolute all-existent one who created the heavens and the earth and you be tempted? I don't think so. By the devil. (laughs) <laughs> whom he created. <laughs> now, how much, come on, how much sense does that make? None. Can Zero. God be created by the, can God be tempted by any of the entities that he has created? None. None. Zero. That's why it's a silly concept. But we believe it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 you know, there's, 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 oh boy. There are two. There are two positions of ignorance. One point of ignorance is that I simply don't know. I'm, I'm ignorant. I don't. I don't know how to be a doctor. I'm ignorant. I'm ignorant of the concepts of being a doctor. I don't know how to be a doctor. So I'm ignorant of that. Mm-hmm. But. I could be if I wanted to be, but I don't want to be. So I'm ignorant of that. Okay? But there's no reason for an individual in this day and time with the information that we have available to us to be ignorant concerning the aspects of the absolute all-existent one. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue this conversation in our next podcast. This has been Rob, Rabbi Robert B. Holman, Jr., and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews, Hebrews in, exile. in Exile. Shalom. Shalom.